Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Going Deep There in Watson. This is another solo rant by yours truly. No guests today. Just a little essay that I cooked up on the current state of the internet, some of my thoughts, feelings, emotions, and opinions when it comes to the World Wide Web. I really quickly want to talk about a one specific service. Those of you interested in artificial intelligence or the future of AI need to get on the list for X.AI. This is the artificial Artificial intelligence software that Dennis Mortensen put together. He is a guest in episode 95. I have been using it for the last two weeks. It is a time saver. It is simple. And actually had an experience where my artificial intelligence, this is just a program that responds to emails, is connected to my calendar, uh, can send emails to correspond and figure out dates for people. Uh, actually had someone try to call it. Uh, her name's Amy, and I got an email saying, uh, hey Amy, uh, this can we just hop on the phone real quick? They didn't even realize that it was an artificial intelligence. It was crazy. It blew my mind and got me excited for things to come. So definitely something I encourage you to check out once again. I think it'll save you a lot of time once you get your hands on it. So without further ado, here is the State of the Internet, June 2016. Technology is evolving at a perpetually increasing rate. And in the coming weeks, I'm excited to be having futurists Kevin Kelly and Robin Hansen on the show to talk about where things are headed. But first, I want to set the stage by outlining where we are right now. Over the past two decades, global internet usage has increased from 35 million people, that was in 1995, to an astounding 3 billion people today. This growth is far from evenly distributed. Countries like Nigeria, Thailand, Egypt, and India have less than a quarter of their populations connected to the internet. After that, countries like China, Brazil, Mexico, and South Africa only recently surpassed 50% internet penetration. Many of the people listening to this are in countries leading the way, like the United States, Japanese, Germany, and the UK. These countries are not at 100%, but over 80% consistently. A quarter of all advertising dollars are spent on print and radio, while only 12% is spent on mobile advertising. That's going to change because me and my fellow millennials are displacing the baby boomers and skipping Generation X for buying supremacy. And we sure as hell aren't reading physical magazines or newspapers. We aren't listening to radio. A lot of us aren't even buying cable. Instead, we're investing in HBO Go, Netflix, or Hulu. We're looking down at our phones, at our laptops, and less and less at TVs, billboards, and radio stations. Who is poised to capture that revenue as the advertising dollars slowly catch up with where the market's going? Who's going to influence our buying decisions? More than three quarters of all internet advertising revenue is split between two companies, Google and Facebook. Over 75% of all Online advertising revenue flows through those two companies. I'll say that again, 75%. Growing up, I heard my parents talk about there being only four or five television channels that they could tune into. How everyone watched The Ed Sullivan Show or Johnny Carson. Can you imagine having so few choices? I can't. But is our situation that different? Will our kids think it's weird that we spent so much time in just two spots? The last few months, I've become the quote-unquote Snapchat guy, partially because I'm reading the signs. When Forbes magazine changed their Twitter icon to a snap code, that tells you where things are headed. 
but also because I'm hopeful that there's finally something new to be excited about. I want something to make Google and Facebook sweat, to force them to deliver more to us. Competition is good for everyone. If they're going to use all our data to sell us stuff, we might as well get a human experience out of it. We might as well get something resembling real connection, not just a noisy room where our acquaintances rant about their political views or a search result that yields five ads before we get a real answer. Anyways, that got a little bit negative. How are things improving? One size fits all is over. Businesses are niching down. I don't care if you think it's niching. It's niching down. Startups are taking a bite out of larger businesses. Instead of buying a shirt from a department store, we have to walk past an entire inventory of which 95% is irrelevant to me. I'm interacting with brands who are understanding my interests and preferences, then tailoring their service to fit that. I don't see rom-coms when I log into Netflix. I see stand-up comedy documentaries and dramas. And the content we are consuming is getting more and more real when we tune in. If it's going to be staged, it's got to be really good, like Mr. Robot, House of Cards, or Game of Thrones. Masterpiece productions. If not, forget reality TV. We're talking real-world, live-streamed straight to your phone. When we saw congressmen and women sit in at the Capitol building on Periscope when C-SPAN turned off the cameras... We've seen our best athletes moments before they step into the ring. We've seen revolutions happen in real time on the new live streaming technologies. We are digesting history as the stories are being laid. And advertisers hate it because we've gotten too good at recognizing what's real and seeing through the bullshit, the product placement. How every Fast and Furious movie features a corona with the label facing out perfectly. And our BS detectors are only getting better as we're exposed to more and more of the real world. Everyone is going to have to adjust. Celebrities, media companies, especially politicians. And this is still just the beginning. Remember when I said 3 billion people are on the internet? That's less than half of all of humanity. And that is counting your great aunt who still can't comment on a Facebook post correctly. Give it five more years. Let's get real for a second. This stuff can be exciting, but it can also be scary. I'm interviewing Kevin Kelly and Robin Hansen in the coming weeks because they study this stuff and they have some educated predictions, but they're not going to be 100% correct. You'll learn a lot and you'll value from tuning in, but it's on you to keep learning, to keep evolving. This change scares everybody. That's the only reality that you are able to embrace. You can choose what's right for you and what isn't. But don't act like it's not happening. Don't act like it's not coming. My mission among many with this show is to help keep you informed, to give you the real stories. And I'm excited to continue to do that. Thank you so much for listening. And please make sure you tune in to our forthcoming episodes. Peace.